morning, officer. Maybe this is the pot calling the kettle black. This guy thinks he's a genius and he's a moron. <laughs> oh, oh, this is live. Think of like the dumbest cave troll let you know. You looked right at me when you said that. You're not the dumbest. Here are the facts as I see them. Hello, everybody. October 22nd, 2022. It's cool how the little date lines up there when you write it down. Uh, welcome to the Bandit Radio Hour. Uh, we hope y'all tuned in earlier to our uh, uh, Trail of Conspiracy special. Uh, if y'all didn't check that out on the live Instagram feed or uh, when we did part of it out there. Uh, if you need to follow us at Bandit Radio Hour on Instagram or we didn't do it on Twitter, but next time we might. Uh, maybe on YouTube. We'll see how things go. But regardless, everybody, welcome to the Bandit Radio Hour. We got a show here for you tonight. Uh, I'm here, as always, with Mercer in Southwest Florida out on his property. Uh, with a gorgeous view behind me of sunset, right? We're actually doing this during the daytime. You can actually see trees and sunset, and he's got a nice piece. Uh, Merce, what's been good with you? Oh, uh, it's actually been somewhat normal. I don't. Huh. I haven't blown myself up. You almost uh, exploded a uh, uh, mineral trough today, though. Okay, yeah, but I mean, in the grand scheme of things, <laughs> Not it like, looks kind of average. You didn't set yourself on fire like last week is what you're saying. Right, or, you know, avoid the law, or, you know, it was a, a mediocre. mediocre <laughs> Not a good old average, <laughs> no eventful uh, week. No, I just did some work. I had to, had to catch a cow today, take it to the market, some, you know, basic just average Florida cattleman things. Took it to market today? Yeah, we call it, yeah, because he was in the wrong pasture, and my dad's like, I'm tired of this cow. Oh, and y'all just leave it at the market until sale day, and then they take yeah, well, care they of it. Yeah, they get the sale Monday. Yeah. And then it was just like, he's like, well, rather than have to, you know, pin it and water it again, he's like, he called up there, he's like, I'll just bring it today, because, you know, they got water and hay there. Yeah. So he's went and, yeah, we just went and took it up there. So, uh, is this the cow you told me about that just looks at a barbed wire fence? And yeah, goes, the one that went through mine out here. Yeah, yeah. 127. Yeah. We were out riding, uh, flipping mineral boxes over from the hurricane, and, uh, there was, like, uh, two cows in the pasture, he's like, I bet that's 127. It's like, she's the instigator, clearly. Yeah. Clearly. It's Cl- and certainly came trotting up and saw her and I was like, oh. And she was just happened to be at the right right by the cow pens where we could run yeah. her in the pens. And he's like, we we're like, he was like happy, like dancing. <laughs> he's like, you're gone. He's like, I hope you're a hamburger. <laughs> that way you're not somebody else's problem. <laughs> the farmer's struggle. <laughs> one, one of the guys there at the market loaders like, that's a pretty looking heifer. And he's like, you don't want her. <laughs> <laughs> Get her gone she does not now. Stay where she's supposed but like, to be. you told me like she wouldn't even like freak out and run through a barbed wire fence. She no, would just. She's actually, it's, like I said, she's pretty heifer and she's actually like really calm, like demeanor, like come to you <laughs> and try to eat a pellet out of your hand. But she'll walk right up to a fence, look at it, and then just walk through it bulldoze it <laughs> yeah and then just and just these barbed wire strands mean nothing to me mainly her getting on the highway right getting like because she's done it before yep. we found her out on the highway and if she has calves they have a propensity to be just like yeah, her and do that she'll break the fence and then other cows follow her you know like i said somebody you know hits her and gets killed <laughs> or something that'd be it's terrible. on you yeah i mean don't want anybody to die but i don't also, want to get sued either yeah so <laughs> mainly money. mainly don't want to get sued mainly money um it's actually been, we, we've had a wonderful week of weather in Southwest Florida. Like, it's been a, a little chilly to Floridians, like, got dipped down. Oh, it was subarctic. It was like 58. Yeah, I know, dude. Like, we might have frozen to death if it wasn't for a heater. Um, I had a fire in my heater running, I'm not going to lie. I don't do cold. Well, that's when we finally started, start, we decided to start burning some of this yard debris. Um, before that, I was actually mowing in an air-conditioned tractor this week, hayfields. I'm like, Really? 
the weather's this beautiful, and now I go sit in the air conditioner. That, I'll take it. Thank you, God. But still, could have used this a month ago, two months ago, three months ago, all that time. But anyways. Oh, it was brutal. It was. But got to do that. Um, almost, I wouldn't say I almost lit myself on fire when I was pushing up the brush with the tractor. Not the air-conditioned one, the open cab uh, where you're exposed to the elements. But I did get one of those big woofs of, like, ash and soot and the flame waves kind of reaching up and tickling yeah, you. Yeah, I still you... don't have leg hair on my right leg. No, I felt this shave my face a little bit. And I was like, let me hit it in reverse and go as quick as I can. Please, tires, don't explode. Uh, and I got out. No harm. No foul. It was good. Uh, so, yeah, that's been, I think that's been most of my week. Got my daughter back. Me and her have been having fun. Uh, school and all that jazz. Um, yeah, I would say I feel like this is the first week. I mean, things aren't normal yet from the hurricane, but I feel like this is the first week things are starting to kind of get back to a little bit of normality. Yep, yep. We actually found more fence we got to fix, but we had like ten other that like we got to get our hay fields ready to cut. Oh, before, I was on yeah. today, so yeah, fixing fences. That's for one twenty-seven went through. <laughs> Not the hurricane this time, just the <laughs> hurricane of a cow. Hurricane one twenty-seven. <laughs> yes. Uh, so yeah, that's what's been good with us this week. Uh, nothing out of the ordinary, which is nice for a change. Um, so just kind of, no, the world's not being no, normal though. No, we're, we're moving right on to current events. Uh, don't know if y'all heard about this, but there's, um, when you think of like a country with their stuff together that like has the enact common sense stuff and really lead with logic and stuff like that. I know like the first two countries that come to mind are China and Iran. Oh. No, no, <laughs> China and Iran. <laughs> We're going with those two uh, because the, at least the way I see it, they've both announced in the last week, what Merce, that all their citizens need to get out of Ukraine now. Yeah. I know China did it and then followed by Iran, right? Yeah. And isn't Iran having their own kind of civil strife? Yeah. And even they're saying they need to get out of Ukraine. Yeah, it's it's bad when Iran's saying it's safer in Iran. <laughs> and China's, well, China might just be collecting their people. Uh, but, you know, I was talking to a boomer who will not be disclosed, but uh, uh, talking to a family member. I mean, I was like, man, how does it feel like going back to duck and cover drills? I'm like, not literally, but, you know, just kind of having a little, this is getting a little freaky, ain't it? And he said so dismissively, Oh, what? Like, scared, scared of, like, nukes? Like, yeah, you know, a little bit, at least, because, you, you know, Russia, uh, that thing. And he just dismissively goes, oh, that's not going to happen. That, they, I'm like, how can you be so confident? <laughs> I guess he gets to a point, it's like, it's going to happen or it's not. I, if it if it happens, we're going to be flash fried anyways. Nah, we're out in the country. We'll probably die a slow death. I don't know, if, it's, if they smoke back dill in Tampa. We're still... Pretty- we're 50 miles away from that. This isn't no Hiroshima nukes they're throwing anymore. I, I know, but just, I think... I, no. I think the fallout were dead in a week anyways. Yeah. Yeah, you, and we can't make bunkers in Florida because of the sea level. I know, you can't dig to China. Yep, you found that out <laughs> as a child. <laughs> so much water in so many spots. Why? Listen to the, listen to the bonus, bonus episode this season. Yeah, but uh, dude, stuff is getting screwy. Over there, and if you really want to hear a like intense, not uh, slightly intense, but really detailed breakdown, uh, 
Now I mention him about every other episode, but Dave Smith was on Joe Rogan uh, a couple weeks ago. And they spent half the time talking about Ukraine and Russia. And there's, you know, Joe Rogan, like every episode he does on Spotify, he'll release like a little clip of it onto YouTube for everyone to share. Dude's got like 4 million views on YouTube, I think. And it's this one of us explaining why Russia, yes, is still bad, but what they're doing kind of makes sense, like in the grand scheme of things. Uh, And, you know, I saw somebody uh this actually like a a youtuber who seems to be a natural born ukrainian and like in his on his youtube channel i can't pronounce his name it's if you put like a bunch of twigs in your mouth and chewed on them and tried to talk at the same time that's probably what his name sounds like uh okay. yeah. <laughs> the language was like a bunch of twigs spilled on the ground pretty much but like uh and he speaks god bless him he speaks english not extremely well but he speaks it uh and uh better than the polish at least uh anyways he does like a rebuttal to dave smith's like it's pretty much like the narrative the establishment's narrative going no 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 ultra radical dave smith this is where you're wrong because here's here's what's actually happening and this is the part this is one of the things that really drove me in the direction of politics that i am and our political theory is when you hear an argument and this, like, Ukrainian guy's argument is like, uh, oh, because Russia has nukes, we should, you're, what Dave Smith is saying, like, we should let them do whatever they want to do and not hold them accountable. And it's like, that's, that's not the case at all. It's just saying, like, this one thing on their border we don't really have jack shit to deal with. If you, if, if say they had them on their own, if Zelensky had access to nukes, do you think he'd shot them by now? Honestly, I don't know enough about how many Ukrainian forces they have left versus how many they've lost. Uh, I'll tell you. I believe Zelensky would probably fire off nukes just because he truly does seem like a a puppet or an idiot or something. I just keep picturing that that skit of him dancing. Oh, dude. Like, dude, he was a movie star or a TV show star in Ukraine before he's president. And dude, it's something along the lines of like uh, he's in his uh, underwear, isn't he? Dude, no, like have like in three or four of the videos, he's cross dressing or whatever. Which what I I don't care if people do that for a show or and make it funny or ninety nine cent pageant. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, uh, but like it's really, uh, and I see him more as an actor doing his acting job just as a politician, and I think he probably does. A better job than Schwarzenegger did. <laughs> Get to the chopper, oh, dude. Uh, Schwarzenegger is governor of California. Of governor of California uh, was quite an interesting thing to happen. But no, Zelensky is like really like. Even listening to him like talk about what. I can never understand what he's saying. Well, like. Out, po- all right. I'll give you another example. Posing for GQ or Esquire or whatever it was, like oh. him and his what, like he does so much Hollywood like stuff. I saw him that I saw him open Wall Street on like yeah, like phoned in like ring the bell like for the for yeah. our our economic stock market. Yeah, and it's like here's the thing, I just see so much more Hollywoody stuff out of out of him that seems like it's almost written in a script by Michael Bay. Or the Pentagon that helps Michael Bay out with his movies. 
like more so than I see. I'm trying to think of another example. Like the American, uh, uh, was it Petraeus? Was the commander of armed forces in Afghanistan? Yes. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't see him and his wife on the cover of Esquire and being like, like you would see them on MSNBC and stuff like that, giving like tactical, thorough interviews. And it's not... I saw a great thing by talking did, about like, their wives. Is, uh, did you see Bill Burr, the comedian? He's like, he's like, when... When did the first ladies think we gave a shit? Yeah, He's like, yeah. who calls the plumber and then wants the plumber's wife's opinion? <laughs> Bill Burr kills, dude. He's, he's got some... It, you know what I kind of appreciate about him is I think he's mostly kind of a left-winger that just has a very honest Boston take on yeah. things. And it's like, oh... He's, he's just a very realist, like, plays like <laughs> devil's advocate. Yeah, I've never cared about first ladies. Or, I've no... I... Just like if there was a woman president, I really wouldn't give a crap about who she's married to. Given it's not like some horrible human being that I'd be like, what are you doing married to that person? But yeah. 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 Anyways. Uh, yeah, no, the the whole... The longer the Ukraine situation goes on and the more evidence that comes out about different things, like the fact that they were looking towards an agreement... Uh, with Russia, a, a negotiation, and that Russia even said they were open to diplomacy. Yeah, and Boris Johnson came in for uh, for uh, NATO and said, "No, no, no! Don't accept any negotiation they give you. Like it, all of it's unacceptable, except for complete withdrawal." And tell me if you've heard that before. There's no. I mean, that. I mean, that's kind of what we said before. You know, nuking places before, before Japan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before we nuked a place and. Unconditional surrender yeah. is the term for it, and uh, which, from what I've heard, which given I'm no like military expert, I grew up on a ranch listening to historical stuff, but it seems like there's quite a lot of negotiating throughout history, like even battle general to battle general, like, oh, all right, we're surrendering, but on these conditions, the other guy goes like, that's acceptable. Uh, a lot of times throughout history. Yeah, don't get me wrong. There's been other times, like Genghis Khan comes to mind, where they don't do that. Alamo. Uh, <laughs> true. <laughs> but they were given the option, and they were like, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, but th- that's why I've kind of landed, and uh, I was mentioning it earlier, in my political realm, because I just love listening to arguments. I'm not married to any set of ideals. You don't hear me entertain lefty ideals and righty ideals and play with them. And I like hearing a better argument. And so far, that's left me in the camp that I'm in that has its admitted problems. Like, given, I'm not sitting here saying everyone would be safe without a government. Like, no, there's still going to be risk. There's still going to be a whole bunch of stuff involved. But it feels like the establishment is getting absolutely worse and worse at providing a narrative that... And they're funneling money faster and faster. I think they're squeezing all the juice they can out of this lemon before it finally... I love how inflation constantly is like a big thing brought up, and I'm like, then quit printing money! Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Nah. Because it's it's, uh, modern economic theory. That's not the right word for it, but it's... it's... I digress. I don't want to get too much in the weeds on that. Um, But that's a... Big uh, a symbol of that lemon getting squeezed. You can kind of see what our um, current national politics are turning into, uh, which is what I'd like to transition towards. 
uh, with our next segment uh, with a very special uh, person that I like to refer to as Herschel Walker. Kyler, them dogs as hell, don't they? Walker. Uh, no, but Herschel Walker is what I'm getting at. If y'all don't know that reference, watch more Squidbillies, uh, the acid trip of a cartoon show. That is a lot of fun. That's very hard to find nowadays. Uh, but I digress. Herschel Walker. Uh, what, Mercy used to play for University of Georgia? Yeah. What was he? Running back? Yep. How'd I know? Uh, that, that was straight up a guess. I don't pay attention to sports ball a whole lot. Um, so, no, he is apparently running for senator of Georgia. Senator or rep? Senator. Okay. All right. Yeah, he's running for senator, and uh, he's running on the Republican ticket. And he, I, I got a lot of this from my brother at first, who does, who pays a lot of attention to sports and not so much politics. But I researched it like after he told me, and it, it checks out, and it's quite hilarious. Uh, so yeah, Herschel Walker ran this campaign ad. It's kind of your typical Republican campaign ad of he's like, I believe in being a good Christian and a family man and doing the right thing and putting one foot in none of the in front of the other and persevering through challenges and you know all this really good, admittedly like good sounding stuff. Stuff I like to hear and try to try to do with my life. A lot of it. Uh, but then, shortly after, his son released a video. And I'm not a little unsure if it's a campaign ad or if it's like a YouTube video. But he's like, uh, hey, Dad, uh, you got like six different women pregnant with different kids and didn't give us any time. And you at one point put a gun to my mom's head uh, and like just threw all this stuff at like how you haven't taken care of us. You've never been there. Yada, yada, yada. My mom's had to struggle and supposedly just like destroyed Herschel, like his popularity in the polls. Just like, I, I don't know if it tanked to more unpopular than the other guy, but well, the other, the other guy's a girl, right? Uh, it's not Stacey Abrams, if that's who you're thinking of. Oh, he's running against her. No, no, no. She's running for governor. Okay, maybe that's where I got him. I thought they were running against each other. No, 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 stuff earlier. Yeah. Uh, no. It's our, it's, it's our hat state. So. But dude, you want to hear something wild about Herschel Walker? No. So, he wrote a book. You're right? going to tell me anyways, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad, you and everybody else listening. So, dude, I learned about this from Michael Malice, did a live feed of it. Uh, Herschel Walker wrote a book about how he has disassociative identity disorder where he thinks there's multiple personalities living in his head that take over at different points and he can't remember. Oh, that's great for a... <laughs> and, and not only that, and this is uh, this is Michael Malice, who so far everything I've checked out through him seems to be true. I, I haven't really, I've maybe heard him make wrong assumptions, not many at all, that none I can call off the top of my head. But I've never heard him like really be factually wrong, dude. Well, first of all, that's like a cool idea for movies, but where that whole like idea of multiple personalities comes from is literally a mis misunderstanding of like a scientific study back in the early 1900s where this woman was stressed out and would experience what seems like bipolar episodes like really high and really low times and like the therapist's like well let's give these different high times and low times a name let's call the high times janet and the low times sandra or what and that's where this idea of multiple personalities I've never met a janet or sandra that i don't think was wasn't crazy 
those are some kind of crazy white girl names. <laughs> just, now that you, <laughs> now that you, just Sandra is like the epitome. Up there, of, like Patricia, like that meme. That wasn't me. That was Patricia. Yeah, yeah. Are you talking about crazy ex-girlfriend meme? Uh, no, it's that. It was from that show where the guy has the multiple personality disorder. And oh, okay. The meme is like it wasn't me. It was Patricia. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I, I remember the meme. Uh, but no, supposedly all just a whole lot of that was made up. But him. And like what seemed like one or two other ghostwriters, which is like someone who helps a celebrity right. write a book, book uh, like laid it out in this book that he published about his struggle with this How kind of... How long ago was that? Uh, I'm not sure if I'm being honest. I got distracted, never finished the feed. But uh, <laughs> like uh, I had work to do. Me with everything you ever send me. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, like, dude, I just listened to like five to ten minutes of him read through it. And I'm like... Cray. <laughs> Cray in the hay. And, yeah, so Herschel Walker. Uh, d- dig into that if you want. Uh, a fun little Googling around. But, I mean, he did probably have, like, multiple, like, hits to the head true. over the course of his career. But, like, so have I. And I don't use that excuse. Use it for, I probably should in some instances. Ignore that. Y'all just keep listening to what I say. Uh, but, uh, pay that no mind. That's neither here nor there. Uh, I mean, you're already talking under a pseudonym. So. Maybe maybe I got the right amount of dents that like unlocked some epiphany to me, but like Homer Simpson did out or something like that. That's a joke. I'm doing okay. Uh, but like speaking of Georgia and political uh, races, dude, the governor race that I sent you clips of that I know you didn't listen to, so now I'm going to explain it to you and everybody else. Uh, I didn't even click them, to be honest, yeah. I, which I apologize. I should, but... That's okay. It's just homework for the I have, show. I have the intention span of a gnat. You do everything else for the show. It's all right. I'll cut you some slack. But, um... Anyways. The governor race of Georgia had a really interesting turn of events. And they let a libertarian in on the debate stage with a Democrat and a Republican. The Democrat is Stacey Abrams, and if she is not radically flip-flopped with little to no explanation, uh, she is like, when I say crazy leftist, I think I've said this multiple times on the show, but I don't care, I'll continue to say it. I don't mean like really intelligent, good-hearted leftist. I mean like one of the crazy ones that make up an excuse for anything they currently believe that goes along with society or whatever. I've never seen her put together a very intelligent sentence. No. Not, not very. And she's going up against uh, Bryant Kemp, the current governor that is a, uh, a Republican. But they let a libertarian in on the debate stage. And not just any libertarian. Shane Hazel, part of the Mises Caucus that I brought up a while back. Um, this real kind of radical wing of the libertarian the caucus part. that you said was gaining traction. Yes. Now they're being, uh, now, yeah, yeah. Now they're, now they're being in governor's chalk deba- up another one for you. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, dude, listening to them, like they even try to hang him on some quote unquote libertarian questions. Like there's a, there's a segment where all the different candidates get to ask one another a question, get a response and respond to the response. And Stacey Abrams, Ask Shane Hazel, uh, who's a former Marine, uh, and I don't know, one of them guys you just look at, and it's like, I don't want to fight him. <laughs> just, I'm not, I just know how this one ends. Yeah, just, it's gonna, no matter what, it's gonna hurt. Even if I win, it's gonna hurt a lot. Uh, small chance in hell I'd win. Uh, but no, she asked him, which I think is a, a, pretty, a pretty good question to ask a libertarian that's not well versed in this stuff. 
This was her question. She said, so, Mr. Hazel, Mr. Property Rights, Mr. And by the way, this guy isn't saying like, oh, Democrats are kind of bad in this area and Republicans are kind of bad in this area. So thus you should vote for us. No, he's like, the government should be abolished. Like federal Georgia should try to get out of federal income taxes. Like that's his whole, like we should limit as much government as we possibly can. He's Georgia been, tried that once. He was, been, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll come back to that. <laughs> Them and a few other states tried that once. Actually, come to think of it, uh, but treasonous. Uh, they uh, only if you lose. <laughs> yes, but one of the questions she asked him was. You know, this. Uh, you're all for property rights, and you think the government should stay out of these transactions and everything. She said, well, what do you think about the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, uh, coming here and buying up farmland? You know, that's a foreign government coming here and buying George land, buying out farmers and replacing them. And, you know, that gives them better access to our local military bases, and they can use it to spy. And yeah, oh, I will actually give her this. I'm like, that's a legitimately... Decent question. A good gotcha question. And Shane Hazel just goes like, look, I would never sell my property to the CCP because I think they're horrific. I'd hope the rest of Georgians would have enough common sense to not sell to them. He's like, but I'm not going to use a gun of the government to say who you can sell your property to or not. He's like, in our military bases or whatever, he goes, "Eh." I don't know if he kind of says this or not, but he's like, they're... The government owns too much land in Georgia. Like, that needs to be more available. And she did not even quite... Oh, and then he kind of flips it on her. He goes, what do you think about accepting Chinese fiat money or U.S. fiat money? Like, should we be able to just reject both of those and create our own money? And she's like, I am not well-versed in economics. Or she said something just like, like, but I will have smart people looking into that. She made a comment about the abortion debate I saw where she was like, abortions are good for the economy because more more abortions will decrease demand. Dude, And I'm just like, how did you connect those dots? Oh, dude, it's... Yeah. I I think the Democrats found out they bit off more than they could chew with the abortion. Because... You know, no matter where you fall on abortion, you, someone will ask you, where's the line? Where's the, you know, can you kill a kid? Can you kill a kid after it's born? I'm not going to dig into that, but like the most left-wing, the, the most the most non-logical and loud of Democrats are like, the line should be as far as we need it to be. And finally, they're getting, other people are getting smart and go, all right, where's your line? And they're having to go, um... Oh, Dad, you should talk to the doctor about that. I saw one uh, one organization or something came out and said that uh, children know if they're transgender in the womb. Was yeah. Things like that. And they're like, okay, well, if they have thought, then like, why can't... And yeah. they just and it put them in, like, in a whole tailspin. Yeah, it's, and, so it's just, a, it's just a massive can of worms. Yeah. And, you know, I know we kind of trailed off into a smush-mortion debate, but... Uh, one thing I will give credence to, you know, I've been listening to like Bill Maher's podcast. You know him; he's kind of like a douchebag. Seemingly, take his politics aside. I found, I found in later years though, he's more. I don't. I wouldn't say. Uh, before he's like he like I didn't agree with him on like everything. I think now he's even starting to like kind of have his own opinions, and he's not just going straight with the Democratic Party. Or he's, he's even starting to. He's even starting to kind of be like. Wait a minute. Yeah, and one of the things he was arguing on there was like, I draw the line that like this is my body, and I can choose whatever the hell I put to put it, want to put it in it or not. And he goes, that's my line. But 
one of the things I really liked, he goes, I'm pro-choice, of course. He said, but to all my lefty friends that are like hating the other side of this, he goes, you gotta realize they look at what we do as murder. And he goes, they kind of have some points. He's like, I still think you should legally be allowed. I think there's more, there's worse things when government gets involved. He's like, but like they have points. And I'm like, yeah, that's all. And you know, that's why I really like lefties like Jimmy Dore, Bill Maher. Uh, I always forget his name when we're recording and I say it to myself all the time. Famous lefty from the 80s who was really good at anti-war stuff, but he, he sucks now in COVID. Um, anyways, he I, I love lefties that can respectfully disagree because we can find common ground on things. I think more people should be like that regardless of... Yeah, it's fun to entertain new ideas. And if your idea is good enough, you should be able to argue it and yep. defend it. Uh, but also, so we got in that little trail off of Stacey Abrams, the Democrat, and the, the libertarian Shane Hazel. They had a good exchange. But then Shane Hazel got to ask the Republican governor, who was governor throughout COVID. He goes, hey, as a libertarian in the room, uh, where the hell do you get the authority to tell businesses who's essential and who's not and who can be locked down or whatever? And dude, it's so hilarious hearing a Republican. And I know most conservatives don't like probably half of the Republicans, but he's like, oh, you know, we had to do what was in the best interest of the public safety and we saved lives. And it's like, uh-huh. You know, I've talked about it before, that little squeeze section of debate that's like, you can either raise taxes 5% or lower them 2% or whatever. These libertarians, even if those freaking communists in this debate, I don't care which extreme they argue, they're breaking that paradigm. When you got this third guy going and they're going, no, by your own conservative values, you suck. Like, yeah. and I can call you out on that. And... There are a lot of establishment Republicans that are pissed that a third party got in there, but they are specifically not naming Shane Hazel for purposes so people won't read his name. But, Ron, Ron Paul on him? Yes, but dude, and, and here's the thing. I don't think like Shane Hazel's like some perfect messenger. He said like some little bit of goofy things I, I didn't quite like. Like he was almost in a Donald Trump sense picking a fight with the moderator. Kind of for good reason, because she was giving more time to the two major parties, and he's like, hey, damn it, slams his fist, like, you're going to talk to me too. Uh, and they ask him, you know, well, what do you think about Georgia legalizing pot? And he's like, but basically, he's like, I'm a libertarian, enough said. <laughs> it's, it's a plant, you should decide what the hell you want to do with it. I'm high right now! <laughs> yeah. He didn't say that, but I think he gave us a little wink nudge and a little finger gun there at the end. I, th I, I picked up what he was laying down. But uh, no, and it was it was great to hear someone just extreme because I, you're not in that little center of the political compass. You're actually on some corner of the outside, keeping Making them actually defend their own points on their own rather than just against each other. Yeah, rather than softballing each other. And he made the conservative look like a liberal, and he made the quote unquote socialist look like a democratic centrist. And it's like. And what I mean, like, like he was like... Political needles are spinning. <laughs> you know, like, the, the, the Republican guy was like, we've made so many drug busts over the years and kept crime down, even the Democrats were like, I'm working with sheriffs, too, to, you know, I'm not anti-cop, I'm actually trying to keep the gangs away. And Shane Hazel's like, I just want cops to leave peaceful people alone. If anyone's causing a ruckus, do what you need to about them and put more time on them and not people just not doing anything. I'm like, beautiful. That's, yep. 
So it was neat. If you go, you, there's some good clips on Twitter, on YouTube of like the highlights of it, and he does pretty damn good. It's nice to it's nice to hear someone not just goofy as shit. What was his name again? Shane Hazel. Uh, I think it's at Shane T Hazel on Twitter. We'll have to make sure to plug it since the mainstream won't. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He, he's good. And oh, the one other thing, and now this could be Twitter uh, keeping me in somewhat of an echo chamber. I, I like. I admit that that's a part of Twitter. Twitter's good at that. But the the polls I tagged you in were after this debate. They were like, who you know? It'd be like the local news station would be like, hey, who won the debate? Uh, Stacey Abrams or or Bryant Kemp? Like the Republican or the Democrat? They wouldn't even say Shane Hazel. But then you go to the comment section, and I'm really trying not to exaggerate. Nine to one, people were commenting. Shane Hazel, Shane Hazel, Shane, and it got ratioed like well, you to. You tagged me, yeah, and, did, and I even just had so saw so many people like that that you tagged him, yeah, like, and me. I was like, oh, he's got some footing. So like, dude, I was I was kind of listening back to an older episode where I talked about there was this guy Mises who had this one idea, and there was like him and five other dudes at the time that really, in an independent fashion, thought about freedom and I independence, just just. Away from all this horseshit. Uh, and dude, it's catching on like wildfire. And it's growing exponentially. And that was... Uh, I think there's some cool, zany shit coming. But hopefully we don't get nuked before then. So, speaking of Twitter echo chambers, uh, some news did happen with Twitter, seemingly. It looks like the... Mer- I know we've said this and retracted it like twice. But this time it does seem like... Uh, uh, Musky boy, Elon Musk, uh, bought Twitter. Like, it's going through. And what, he, I think one of the big headlines I read was that he's planning on firing, like, 75% of the employees. Oh, yeah. Which sounds like a very Musk thing to do. Uh, well, it's all the ones that are, like, bashing. Yeah, very based. <laughs> but uh, He's like, day one, yeah. turn over your accounts. Well, between that and that, didn't Kanye West just buy Parler or in the process of it? Oh, yeah. yeah. He couldn't... Uh, because they kicked him off Twitter. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, well, if Musk buys Twitter, that Here's my thing. All right, if Musk buys Twitter and he makes it, like, free speech and everything, the hell happens to Parler and all that? Doesn't that just kind of... Yeah, it probably, it probably goes down, like, mm. Trump's Truth Social, and I imagine yeah. they're all gonna, they're all gonna take hit, because they all became, they all came into existence because of Twitter being... Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. I haven't been on them to know if they've got enough following. Which, which, by the way, it was funny to see these Twitter posts of people going on Truth Social and being like, so I can say anything I want, right? And just going like, yeah. And it's like, nit! <laughs> and it's like, yoink, you're suspended. And it's like, ah. Oh. <laughs> you can say anything but that. that. <laughs> Pretty much, that was the, nothing about that. Nothing about Jews. Yeah, let's just, let's just, mer- anything else in the, that's fine. We have a short list, but stern. <laughs> yeah, but pre- pretty much. Kanye, you're walking on fine ice, my friend. Uh, but, um, which apparently he got into a, a, an argument with Sean P. Diddy Combs, or whatever his name is now. And, I, f- I feel like Kanye wakes up looking for an argument. I feel like he... I feel like there's probably been a time where he's been stoned or drunk where he's probably had a serious long argument with himself in the mirror. I feel like he either needs much more Adderall or much less, but it's 
one or the, I don't even do Adderall, but I just see certain patterns on people where I'm you're, like, this is the second time that that's been your recommendation. Yeah. Is that just your cure all? Like if, if you're a, if you're a doctor, I'm a just, psychiatrist. Just, More Adderall, <laughs> less Adderall. <laughs> My son doesn't take any Adderall. He needs less of it. He's hyper as shit. Uh, but, um, so yeah, that's, um, I'm wondering what all happens on that. Cause I'm, I'm, we've Merce shared a meme on our account, which is great. I like it on Instagram of what the three musketeers and it's like Musk, Kanye and Donald Trump. Oh yeah. With, the swords. Yeah. With truth social and Twitter and all that. But I'm like, man, what? I mean, don't, no offense. Maybe they're all good friends, but it feels like Musk is like, Oh, I'll just keep you guys alive with y'all's thing. Just cause My I'm other nice. thought is that, you know, if he gets it, then he can never be shut down True. because he is Starlink. Yeah. Oh, dude, did you hear about that? Starlink in Ukraine? Oh, did yeah. You? Well, the, the guy told him to F off. Yeah. Then he, then he said, he was like, okay, then pay well, for it. Well, the whole, from what I read, like, t- Musk was like, hey, y'all really need to start moving towards, like, negotiations and working this shit out. And that's when the one of the leaders of Ukraine, not Zelensky, but a, yeah. one of its like cabinet or somebody's like, go fuck yourself. I think he literally said that. And Elon Musk's like, all right, I will. And I'll take my Starlink with me. Goodbye. Yeah. And they're like, no way. <laughs> we didn't mean it. But everything I hear out of them sounds like spoiled, corrupt people. Yeah. Like it just. Yeah, all the tops sound very. I mean, I hate it for the people, like the the normal everyday citizens. Absolutely, and you know, like like Dave Smith was bringing up. He said um, he, he was having a really great quote, and I'm gonna try my best to quote it from memory. But it's some, something like uh, this last episode, where the report was, and I'll give you the source afterwards. There's been many surveys on the Donbass region and outside of it. That's the part Russia really wants. That's like heavily Russian in Ukraine. There's like where they survey people and. Like, at best, everyone's very divided on if they want to stay independent Ukrainian or transfer over to Russia or stay in NATO or get, like, it's all, like, at best, it's really split and hard. They said, but, like, there's other reports that shows, especially in the Donbass region, it is more heavily towards, like, we'd much rather be a part of Russia than... Yeah, I said that, but then all the then you see that it's like, well, that's just Russian propaganda, yeah. and it's... Well, well, here's the thing. You know who reported this, like, five years ago? the washington post ah but it's like yeah yeah so this is before all this is really kicking off hard uh so ah there's everything just stinks like smells it doesn't none of it passes the sniff test if you look into it hard enough and don't get me wrong like i'm not sitting here praising russia i'd like i think all governments are pretty damn awful in their own ways probably especially like just even before the ussr it's it's Russians. Yeah. Have you seen them in the UFC? Imagine that as a politician. Or a warrior. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or like, yeah, any of that. Like, I'm not I'm not heaping them praises, but I'm like, if you just look at this from a neutral point of view, if you try to Switzerland this shit out, it, ugh, ugh, lanes heavy one way. Um, in China and Iran telling their people to get the hell out, like we talked about earlier. Um, however... Enough of the current politics. I've brought up something with Merce quite a couple of times, and he's like, man, I really don't know what you're talking about. And a couple of times I've said it, I said, I'm talking about it on the podcast. This will be a fun thing to explain. So, Is this Sea People? This is the Sea People. I'm very excited about this. There's some history freaks out there that'll already know what I'm talking about. I'm curious, because all I keep picturing are the sea monkeys from South Park. You're not far off. (laughs) 
No, so, all right, to give context to the Sea People, first we got to talk about the Bronze Age. This is when we go from the Iron Age to the Bronze Age. It's like 3600 B.C. to like 1400 B.C., so which seems like such a long, long, long time ago. But to put things into perspective, there's like a trading route from ancient Egypt. Like at this time, it's, it's not ancient, it's just Egypt. All throughout the Mediterranean, going all the way up to Greece. And like parts of Italy and stuff like that. And it's all kind of, don't get me wrong, they all definitely have their own kingdoms and their own cultures. Like you go to Turkey and they're Turks there. and it's But it's like, they. It's, you, you've heard of the Silk Road. Right. The ancient. The, this was like a, a more ancient Silk Road. And they found all of these like connected economies during the Bronze Age. Like they're finding Egyptian coins in Greece. You got you got Herodotus going and visiting Egypt. Who Herodotus? No, I can't remember if it was Herodotus or Aristotle that visits Egypt and talks about how how much he learns from them. Uh, you got people going all around the Mediterranean. They're sailing. They're going back and forth. You're finding all these common currencies. Actually. From, it's from this time era, one of the oldest proofs of concept of insurance exists. And actually, I, I think it's like on the island of Cyprus, which is right by Greece. There was, a, I might have some of the countries mixed up, but I think it's like an Egyptian, really good Egyptian armor maker and weapon maker is making like enough armor and weapons for like 500 troops or something like that. And he's shipping it across the Mediterranean to, to Cyprus. And uh, on the way, it so it seems, according to this tablet, there was a storm and the shipment was lost. And the guy in Cyprus happened to take out an insurance claim. And this tablet they found is his insurance claim going, hey, I paid you to insure these weapons. They get here safely. They didn't, so you owe me money. So it's like there is like a really complex economy kicking off. 2,000 years before Jesus is here. Like, it's, it's really bonkers. And the wild thing is... All at once, it just goes away. Like, it's around for, like, literally 2,500 years or something like that. And within, like, 100 years, all the, the Egyptians talking about the Greeks and the Turks talking about the Greeks and all that, they just stop talking about each other. And it seems like the technology starts winding down and winding down. And they start, like, you know how, like, after the fall of Rome... You got like all these tribes kind of sitting around looking at Roman architecture going, how, how the hell did we build that? Like yeah. 500, like we've, we've forgotten how to do this. That happened before. This is like another dark age before our dark, before the dark ages we know about. And it's like, you know, we picture the technological graph. I, I'm sure you've seen it where like as time goes on, it, it starts like at nothing. As time goes on, it gets exponentially like curves upward right. where like to infinite. Well, that's, that's not quite right. It's more like a line graph that goes up and down and up. And then right now we're on a skyrocketing of up. But there's been times in history where it dips down back to nothing. Like the builds... current economy. Yes. <laughs> uh, so one of the things they found out is that the Egyptians and the Greeks and some of the like Eastern Mediterranean countries, uh, some of their last records are about these damn people from the sea. And that's, like, at best, the Egyptians say, like, the sea people, the northern kingdoms. But it's like, hang on, to the, to the north of Egypt is, like, Greece and all that. But they would call them Greeks. Like, they would say, oh, that was the Greeks coming in boats, screwing up our stuff. No, no, no. They're referring to something called the northern kingdoms and the people of the sea. 
and all these etchings they have of them, they're dressed in a really distinct way that's not quite Greek. It's definitely not Egyptian. Here's the thing. The Egyptians got carvings of these damn people. In the Eastern Mediterranean, and the Turkey and, like, Persian region, they got carvings of these people. And in Greek-like islands, it's like, oh, those damn people in their boats came today, like, from, from the north and messed us up. And it's like, and the speculation around a lot of this is, who the hell are these sea people? And about the time they show up, the whole economy gets wrecked, and we hit the reset button, like, for 500 years. And have to build back in the Rome is what kind of crawls out of this collapse of the Bronze Age. Uh, so a lot of speculation is that it was the sea. It, some speculations that it was like precursors to Vikings and stuff like that. That's what I was thinking. They actually right came down in boats and just started ransacking stuff and had like different fighting techniques. They're all used to fighting each other in yeah. this Mediterranean. You know, they don't all get along all the time. These guys are just going berserk. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and and it's one of those things I've loved studying in history, like just how that, and that's a great historical question is what the hell happened in the Bronze Age. Well, so right? even if, you know, like they got raided or something, like they just dismantle economies. Yes, like, like to the degree that, like, you think about it, for back then, for people to come all the way out of Northern Europe, take a fleet of boats down into the Mediterranean, and at different times sack these different countries. Well, and they were like, like powerhouses, too. It wasn't like you were yeah. raiding just some small little village. Although... They're powerhouses according to them. Uh, <laughs> We're the mighty Egyptians. <laughs> <laughs> we have chariots. <laughs> Funny dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's snakes on our head. Uh, but no, it, it was a fun little uh, fun little thing to chew on. If you look at Wikipedia, look up, look it up on YouTube. It is they they get into much more detail. Uh, but even, you know, talking about that line graph of technological achievement. One of my favorite things is looking at like the history of the Middle East as told by a Middle Easterner. And dude, I, I think I've talked about it just a little bit on here. But you know how like we had the Protestants versus the Catholics for our Dark Ages? And the Muslim Dark Ages before that, it's almost the same thing. It's like uh, Sunni versus Shia. And even before before Islam, there's like other times where it's just divide. It's almost like how he described it. You know the yin and yang symbol? Right. He said that's almost like could be a perfect analogy for like the conservative parts of Islam and like the more liberal parts of Islam. That would be like, oh, we want to go out to Greece and learn these philosophers and come back and teach it to these religious zealots. And the kind of, for lack of a better term, the quote unquote liberals would take over and be like, oh, let's get rid of all of these conservative zealots and get rid of our old gods and yada, yada, yada. And then in about three or four generations the conservatives would kind of come back and be like, nope, time to behead people and worship Muhammad again. And it was like, a, it's easy. And he said like the past 2000 years, this has been a never ending cycle of that. When one group is oppressing the other one, the other one eventually grows enough strength to come up and squash the other. Uh, so I, I like seeing that. And it, you know, there's, there's in the Muslim world, they had piping, they had, uh, they had plumbing, they had arithmetic, they had really advanced like math that outdid the Greeks and stuff like that for a time. But then some real religious zealots got in control and squashed that. Um, and I'm not even saying that's what led to what they are today. That's just part of their damn yeah, I mean, ancient history. Well, the Crusades even talks about their um, technology and like, yeah. advanced 
like in the Crusades, they were like, oh, we're just going to go down there and whoop them. Yeah. No. <laughs> we're white and God's on our side. What could go wrong? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> they get so desperate, and I don't want to get too much in the details, but they're like, we know God loves children. I was going to the children's crusade. We'll send a bunch of kids down there, <laughs> and they'll take care of the Muslims. And nope, not at all. Didn't that Pope, like, resign after that or that something? A terrible summer camp. <laughs> <laughs> it's hot. That's the least of your worries. That is the least. Oh, man. And I, I think our last thing we're going to get into tonight, we, we just actually found this out right before we started recording. Uh... Looks like Joe Biden has announced he is running for re-election. Sound the circus music. But it is clown world. Well, what I loved about the quote is like because he's being uh, backed and being supported by his wife. Oh, dude, which I feel like she just kind of pushes him around. Which him? <laughs> That's a whole other conspiracy. Theory. It really is, but I mean, I'm I'm half convinced. I'm halfway on that one. I'm, I, because it seems like depending on which day you look at it, it looks like you're looking at a different. Person. It really does, and I've seen the meme where it's like four different pictures of them in it. One of the one of them looks really evil. Yes. And creepy. Yes, got like squinty, pointy nose and yeah, squinty and like, eyes, and yeah. It, and man, if you watch that psyops or that Jinx video about people wearing masks, that 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 I showed you that, didn't I? Yeah. Didn't, yeah it's it's wild what they can do with mask. Mm. I, I feel like the Democrats had like a sit down with them like, all right, we know you're old, but you have to run. Because if you've seen Kamala. Yeah, like we literally have no other choice. Yeah, we backed ourselves into a but, corner on this one. All right, who do they run after Biden? I, I in four know. In four more years. Here's my question. What? I think I really thought they were going to try to use AOC, but they're already turning on her. Dude, that is getting wild. Did you see where they're like repeatedly like? Yeah. And up? Uh, did we talk about that last episode? Yeah, I think yeah, it happened the, the first. One, but yeah. it's happened since. Yeah, there's been multiple protests. And then she's like, stop showing up at some of her meetings yeah. that she's supposed to show yeah. up to. And people, from what I hear of these protesters, these are the good lefties I have yeah. talked about, and I love seeing them come out. Did you see the one where she's dancing? Yes, and she starts putting on a thick Mexican accent. Yeah. What you talking about? Or yeah, something like, like, and I like like the take was like, look how smug she is, knowing that no matter what, she doesn't matter. Like yep. that, the, these are the people you were supposed to work for, and you don't care. You're and they're calling her out for supporting more war funding and more everything they can, and it. You know, I don't agree with like probably fifty percent of their claims. Like, we wanted a real green new deal, and you know, we want actual solutions, not just helping out your crony buddies with their factories of green energy and stuff. And but, hey, I you know, yeah, I'd rather have what you're saying than what we got right now. Or they're finally realizing that her politics and like costing the massive Amazon <laughs> warehouse from coming there would have brought like thousands of jobs to her district. I got a question. What if? What if a guy ran for president who was a leftist, a self-avowed old-school leftist who, you know, maybe not like on social issues for the most part, I'd say mostly libertarian, like, oh, we're not enforcing anything, we're not. Uh, we are going to have universal health care, and we are going to have, I don't know, some other lefty thing along those lines. We're going to increase the welfare system slightly, but but make it like... Like, uh, how sh- much less complicated. I already hate him. But. <laughs> okay, but um, those aren't two things I'm in favor for. Let right. me be perfectly clear. But 
He said, I promise, and he could somehow prove that this promise would come true. All U.S. soldiers come home to only defend the border. We, we, engage, we get out of NATO. We unengage with all of these big corporate things. Corporations have no, no longer have any part with the government, like Pfizer or any of that. We're getting rid of the FDA. We're getting rid of all that. Throw in disband the FBI. <laughs> and you have a deal. <laughs> no, there are lefties. We can I, negotiate the other stuff. L- listen, there are lefties I actually hear that say like, like pretty much those two things. Like they want guaranteed income and health care, which I kind of disagree with. But they're like, get rid of the FBI and CIA and FDA and all like, they're like, these are corrupt. They've just weaponized arms of the government anymore. Yeah, yeah. but uh, it's nice hearing lefties admit that and don't get me wrong i don't like what they're saying we're like we should start over and make a new one that's better i'm like no 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 no. don't do that don't do that but i can't believe biden's running again oh this is hey guys the clown show is getting more and more obvious i i don't i don't wish i wish nothing bad on anyone i just don't see his health in two years being like i don't i don't he's like a bowl of pudding what if Trump runs again? I think he is. And if he wins, you know how shit crazy things are going to get? I'm not even saying because Trump is going to do stuff. Oh, people are going to lose Like, their dude, minds. you thought 2016 was bad? You thought, you know, that's where all the memes come from of, no! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, I had the missiles uh, of all of them <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah, of, all, yeah, of all the lefty freakouts. But, like, dude, this will be Biblical. Bonkers. Yeah. Like it. I'm along for the ride either way. We're going to find out how I'm it goes. I'm to the point where I'm ready for it to just, let's get it over with. Yep, we let's got, just go ahead and let everything just go completely crazy. Thankfully, we have some cows. We'll, we'll be okay for now. Um, but yeah, either way, this next, uh, I'm paying more attention to presidential election, other elections than I have in a very long time because I'm seeing new stuff. And I don't. I don't think it's just my rose-colored glasses. I admit, I have rose-colored glasses on some of this stuff, but I think, I think I'm think i seeing stuff bleed out of those filters. And- well, I think, and I really think November 8th is going to set the stage coming up. It's going to really show how things are leaning. Yes. And I can't, I can't stress it enough, y'all. Keep an eye on Shane Hazel. And he might say one or two goofy things you don't agree with, like given... He's a libertarian, after all. Uh, but... Listen to that compared to the other two. It's, it's fascinating. Encourage everybody. But guys, we've been recording. We're, I think we're going to walk ourselves out the door. We hope you all have the rest of a good week. And uh, tune in. Listen. And be well. And follow us at the Bandit Radio Hour on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube. Leave us a comment. Shoot us some uh, replies. Let us know what you think. And hey, if you correct any of my jackass thoughts, please let me be the first to know. Y'all have a good week. We're out.